WAHTV is created for adult audiences only. Our show contains adult content that may not be suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Hello, and welcome to Witchcraft After Hitting the Block. Some of our audience members may already know, but for those who don't, Witchcraft After Hitting the Blunt is a spiritual community on Facebook where people of all walks and of all beliefs are welcome to share and learn. We are a safe space for POC and LGBTQ plus folk, and as the name implies, to find it welcome back guys i don't know what i'm saying <laughs> I, I hate doing introductions because i'm I like I I know, you're doing good you're doing good <laughs> Like, it was Dee's fault. <laughs> what? What was it my fault? We're totally saving this introduction to the audience. Right. Like I'm letting you know that this is not getting edited out. This is how we're starting the episode. Welcome back, guys. <laughs> welcome back. That's it. We haven't even welcome back. We haven't even been here. <laughs> okay, okay. Welcome back, guys. You know how this works. It's us, your favorite admins from witchcraft after hitting the blunt the podcast boom yvonne welcome we welcome missed back. you welcome back yvonne yeah welcome back, back just in time a... for your own episode right <laughs> back for Yay. a very special episode of libra season we have our resident yeah. libra here yay yvonne our Maybe. Libra mom. Can you say it that way? Libra I mom. feel like I'm in like some kind of institution. Our resident <laughs> Libra. <laughs> like, wait, what? <laughs> no, not, not that way. <laughs> Just a resident admin. I don't, a resident, I don't know. Our our senior resident. Libra. Our Libra mom. Our we Libra mom. Our yes. Libra mom. Yes. The group's Libra, Libra mom. mom. Mm-hmm. She gives us head bops. Because, you yep. know. We got enough fire energy up in here. We uh, get a little crazy. Yeah, we uh, we had a pretty hot episode like last time. It was all just fireside. Oh, yeah, and we were mm-hmm. we were like, we need Yvonne and Liz here to like cool us off cool a little bit. Down. We were just like <laughs> cool getting louder down. and louder no, we were and louder. Un- unchecked as fuck. <laughs> we were. <laughs> <laughs> Like imagine just, like a 
a bunch of like little baby fireball children in like the front yard, like running around in circles, like unsupervised. I'm picturing like Mario, like the little fires with like little eyes, and we're yes. just like little fire <laughs> things. Do you guys see The Incredibles? The little baby in it? What yeah. is the baby's name? Jack, 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 the Jack, you Jack, Jack and how he turns into fire. Have you ever seen Howl's Moving Castle? Oh, I love that movie. Yes. That's what I'm thinking of is what's his name? The the fire. Yeah, demon. it's Billy Crystal's Ooh, little character. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so. sorry. I'm sorry, people. Well, we're I taking can't. over in, in fire fashion. We have taken over Evolve's yeah. episode. So let's talk about Evolve. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Sav, for the head pop. Thank you. <laughs> I'm all like, what's just out a fucking fire extinguisher and start spraying it at the screen. (laughs) Chill out. (laughs) Yes, it is Libra season. It is time to, you know what it is? It's because Yvonne is fanning the flames because we are Aries. And that's like, that is a type of energy that exists between Libra and Aries, especially sexually. Yeah, like there's like a real like love hate thing sometimes between Aries and, and Libra. Because you fan the flames to the Aries and the fire grows. So sometimes there could be like real passionate relationships between like Libras and Aries, but they're also complete opposites. So they can also hate each other's guts as well. Like that's a thing. Like that's a dynamic. <laughs> Do you have it anything is. to add? Like- because you wanted to, you look like you want to say something. Not saying shit. <laughs> Not right now. I heard that especially sexually, and I was like, "Whoa!" That's what I was like. I was like, "Damn!" Just came on. Hot <laughs> like, to Yvonne. It's like, oh, I was just. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, okay, I'm an honest person, right? Yvonne does fall under the MILF category. Like, and she always oh, yeah. has. Like, so, like, definitely. I'm comfortable with my sexuality. <laughs> like, I'm not going to feel embarrassed and be like, ooh, especially sexually. It's also just useful advice or, or useful knowledge, I should say, not advice, <laughs> knowledge. And Wait, you what? are very sexy and you're very beautiful. No, I'm not. FYI, no, 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 no. Do not go get involved in love hate relationships. That's toxic as fuck. Trust me. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't. No, I totally understood what you meant, and I completely agree. Yeah. It was just the way in which it was presented as like introducing Yvonne back into the group. Yeah, made me laugh. Like, like, I was like, what kind zero? of podcast are we running here today? <laughs> Real fast. Just bam. <laughs> but my head. So, Yvonne, tell us what yes. it's like being a Libra listening to fire signs talk. <sighs> well, between you and my two Libra kids, I meant my two Aries kids, I don't know. <laughs> um, like sometimes I just want to choke them. And you guys, I can't, I can't do that. Head bops. I can't do that. Yeah. You are the most patient person in the world. The the audience doesn't know this, but we're looking at Yvonne and she went like this, like she made like two like pointy, like 
crown thorny hands like strangly hands and went like like with the face <laughs> and, I, and right. I felt it and I felt it and I felt so bad I was like oh man she wants to strangle us and I, you're so patient <laughs> you are so patient uh -oh. with us thank you She's Yvonne so for being such a good mom <laughs> so how has Libra season been going for you Yvonne um I want to say pretty good um it's more of like um I think I'm at the um, the stage now where it's like trying to go through like old habits and trying to like be more like mindful of how I react, like you know, how I how can I say it? I guess kind of like a letting go of all the shit that just hasn't worked out throughout the years. I have to keep reminding myself that. I can't control everything. <laughs> that's a that's a hard one. And um just getting through the habit of just like surrendering, I guess would be the word to, you know, those things. Um like a lot of shit has happened in these past couple of weeks, I want to say. Mm -hmm. Um and just shit that's not in my control, so I have to remind myself that hey, you know, it's out of your hands. You can't do anything. All you can do is, you know, maybe do like some magic and just hope and wish for the best, you know, that it will come out in your favor. But otherwise, you know, just not in my hands, you know, just let it go. That's good. Is that something that you have also just kind of been working on in general in life? Or is this like new territory that you're entering into? I've been working on it, to be honest. Um, you know, as as I always say, like, when I started this journey, I had to, re you know, it was a reminder, like, hey, you're not going to break through generational, you know, trauma or karmic patterns in just one city. You know, you're going to keep working on it for the rest of your life. So it's just been a one of those things that just pops up sometimes and either don't want to listen to it and then the universe is like no you gotta like here you go here's this shit you know work through it it's time to work through it so I guess now I'm just more mindful like just seeing like I can you know see it coming and I'm like okay I have to stop and you know kind of just go through through it again mm -hmm. it's good though to like that you can recognize that and have that self-aware though because you know a lot of people don't yeah. and so like that at least like even though you don't have like full control over things or anything it's like at least you have that self-awareness because like so many people don't and feel a lot more lost or something so at least you like can like anchor yourself to that yeah yeah I've also been um doing more like um doing more personal readings, I would say, to, like, kind of see, like, what what is something that I can try to do, like, maybe some kind of outcome, like, if I was to make that, take that path or take that route, like, what would be my outcome if that would be, that would be it, because I usually would, like, get so frustrated to where it's, like, I would keep repeating the same thing over and over, or, like, it would be like a pause where I like kind of like exhaust myself 
so bad that it's like you get kind of like depressed and kind of in the blues. And then you'll repeat the same pattern again, like everything would be good for a while. And then boom, here it is again, Yvonne. And then now it's like, okay, I have the tools, use them, you know. So it's just a reminder that I'm constantly getting. Like, you know, it's not something that I look outside of myself. You have to look inside of yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. And, you know, I feel like I've kind of been feeling that similar when you're talking about like repeated patterns and stuff and like breaking out of those repeating patterns. Like it's kind of funny because I feel like sometimes like, even though you don't want these repeated patterns, you sometimes become like a little comfortable in them because like, you know, I mentioned to you guys the other day, like my weird sad nostalgic feelings that I get around fall time. And it's like, I don't like those feelings. So I don't know why I was sitting there like feeling like I'm missing something because I'm like, I should be really happy that I don't feel those feelings this time around. And like, yes, my life was different. And I was struggling and having some other like, hard, like, you know, I said, I felt like these last couple months have been really hard for me, like just in general, just like, hard to get through hard to whatever, just a lot of like, different blocks. But it's like, I feel as if the reason that I don't feel those other feelings is because there's been a lot of growth and because I have done a lot of work over the years on like letting go of the different weird ties that I had to different traumas that gave me those weird feelings that I got every fall time. And so it's like, just kind of funny to me that it's like, I don't like them. They're not good feelings, but I've somehow along the years became like complacent and comfortable in them that it's like when they didn't happen, I was like, all right, what's going on? Like, when is the other shoe dropping yeah. right now? Because like, where are they at? Like they always come that's around this good. time. Yeah. But I, and I feel like that's a, that's literally like a coping thing. Like, mm-hmm. you know, back when I was younger, I would always feel like okay this is too good to be true and like you said just waiting for the other shoe to drop and I finally like realized unconsciously like oh I need to stop doing that so I was doing things to you know stop that pattern but then that started showing up on a you know consciously like a subconscious so subconsciously I was doing things to change it but then it started coming up like to where I was noticing myself changing and I'm like, wait a minute, like what the fuck just happened? You know, like how, right. how did I even start doing these things to change? And then now it's like, okay, I get it now. You know, that's why where the self-awareness comes up, you know, to where I'm like, okay, I can, I can do this. I can stop these right. patterns from happening. I can work through these things. Yeah. But it is challenging. And um, as I was saying before, before my internet cut off, I am not a patient person. I don't consider myself a patient person. And it's because, um, you know, like I said, I get frustrated easily. I get overwhelmed easily. Um, I just want to get shit done. You're in there, you know, like you, I'm a Libra mom, as you guys say. So I want to (laughs) get you know, I want to take care of everything. And it's like I have mentioned before on the podcast is like, um, when I say I want something done, and the shit doesn't get done, like when I see it the first time or the second time, or even the third time, it's like, okay, you know, I've already said it three times. I don't like repeating myself, I'm gonna go take care of it. And it's like, you know, you constantly put this 
take on so much all the time until just one day you just like blow up like fucking hate this shit type thing and um yeah so I'm not I'm not patient at all when it comes to even shadow work but I try to be (laughs) I really do try to be I mean I think you're a shadow work queen yeah I've been on this journey for maybe I want to say three four years now it's like I want to start doing the journaling. Yeah, journaling really, I want to say I cannot stress enough how much journaling really saved, I'm saved like my sanity. And I think it's because when I was younger, I read a lot. I read Mm -hmm. a lot of books. Yeah. um, And since that's like the only thing I could do. Like, we weren't allowed to go outside. We weren't allowed yeah. to do much. So it's, like, reading and writing was, like, my my go-to thing. So I feel like when I was, like, in my mid-20s is when I did journaling again through this journey. And I was, like, I still have my journals. And it's cool to go back to my journals and be, like, wow. You know, how much have yeah. I grown? So I think it's pretty cool. I cannot stress enough journaling because you get to keep them and you get to see your life change like throughout the years yeah definitely I think I need to get a nice one and just start doing it and do some more shadow work yeah my journaling has definitely changed from just writing out my thoughts writing out my feelings and writing all that shit out um to kind of mushing everything together into like my tarot spreads that I do like religiously the new moon full moon and then um anything else like if I a card pops out and it's just something that I'm drawn to I put that in there too so I just it's like a mush of of everything if you look at it like nice and washi tape like what are you doing Yvonne you're using washi tape now like what the fuck <laughs> wow. so you do like bullet journaling shit and like make it all decorative yeah I oh, love wow. that. So now yeah. it's turned into that from like regular awesome. pen and paper type thing to like full-blown theme that's like nice, I'm doing though. themes now like wow <laughs> right that's nice that's and awesome. I mean I feel like yeah. For somebody who, like, I don't know, whatever, we've talked about it before, like, you have five children. That's a lot of time that you dedicate to other beings. So to do this journaling, like, while it's working on yourself, it is also, like, that space then that you can create, like, that's just for you. And, like, you know, like, it's probably nice Mm -hmm. to have something where it's, like, just you exist in that. And, like, Mm -hmm. you can be this, like, you know, free person that doesn't always have to be Libra mom or doesn't always have to be whatever. You can just be you, like, within the safe space that you've created for yourself. And that's really cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's really inspiring as well. Like, when you were saying you're, like, religiously, I always do this with the new moon. And I was just, like, and you've been doing it, you said, for a few years now. And like the fact that you're just like, you're on top of it and you do it and you put that much into it. And like, it's such an organized way of living that's so beneficial to you. And like, even when you're talking about like the cycles that you go through as well, and you're like, it's just a reminder that this is something I have to keep doing and I just have to stick with it. It's going to come, it's going to go. And it's incredible (laughs) to me. Like, I love 
just like that dedication and how you've been doing this like so steadily and continuously for so long like that's like not easy and it's it's very inspiring and admirable I just want to let you know that especially from someone that like never finishes projects (laughs) (laughs) started a new project I'm gonna say I'm it hasn't been like you know like I've fallen off the wagon a few times um, I think mm-hmm. it was really hard when I moved here. Um, I literally did not pick up my for. I didn't even look at my tarot cards for a whole year. Oh, wow. And I felt bad. I felt bad. But it's like, it was just one of those transition things that you go through. Where it's like, okay, you're trying to get comfortable. You're trying to create a new norm, I guess. Um, a new like uh, schedule, you know, a new plan to try to bring it all together and it took me a while I wouldn't say a whole year but it took me a really long time like a few months to get everything like wrap my head around everything and try to get back into it but um you know and also phases when I was back in Florida I went through phases of like I said feeling blue and you know trying to trying to do all the journaling and stuff and trying to take care of the kids because at that time Jay was deployed too um, before we got oh, here. So it was man. just kind of, it was just kind of hard because that's when my journey started, actually. Like a few months before he deployed, that's when I started um, this me thing. Like I felt like something was missing. Like I went through that thing, trying to mm-hmm. find like my niche, like what is it that, that I need to find in myself, like to make myself feel whole. Like I didn't feel whole at all. And, um, yeah. Yeah, so then that started and, you know, you have your ups and downs, but it's like, I mean, I never really saw it in that way that you guys see it, like, you know, that dedication or, you know, that time that I um, dedicate myself to my craft, I guess. Um, It's self-care. So it feels feels foreign to hear, like, other people comment comment on what I do. It really does. It really does. Um, so, so you might meet, see me cringe a little or something on here in a compliment because I'm not good at taking compliments at all. <laughs> That's okay. We then, get it. We'll keep giving yeah. them we'll to you. Yeah. But no, I yeah, totally understand that. Practice makes perfect. Um, but no, yeah. like I just feel like it's it's one of those things that you might not have realized at first is self care, but it like is you know I don't know. I had mm-hmm. a similar experience in school the other day when like. I have like a practicum class where we talk about our internships or whatever. And we just like meet and talk about like how it's going and like whatever, how our lives are going and how we're handling it. And like, I mentioned like cutting back my hours at work or whatever. And like the professor was all like, Oh, you know, like that's like a really good act of like self care. And I'm like, self care, like cutting back my hours at work. Like what the hell? Like I didn't even, I didn't really think about it that way. Is that you know it's like that was yeah. a way of me taking care of myself, but um, you know sleep is yeah I don't know little things like that that it's I don't know, I understand I feel you like really people in general way. have like uh, a skewed perception of what self care is because I've been seeing lots of articles lately that yeah. are like if you're burnt out fuck self care and I'm like self care isn't always just like oh a nice bath and a massage like. Self-care yeah. is like taking a day off work, you know, like well, self-care is like writing in a journal, like whatever it is that you need that you're paying attention to, that's paying attention to the self and taking care of it. If like you need to go to the therapist, 
you know, like right. after yeah. work one day because it's just too intense. Like that's still self-care. You know? Right. And like the same professor taught like a multicultural class last semester and we talked about self-care a lot and how like, yeah, like the true definition of self-care is actually like born out of like political roots of like black women being like self-care is like, you know, something that we have to do because nobody else is going to take care of us and do it for us. So it's yeah. like a political statement of like, I yeah. do this to survive. So we're, it's people, you know, think of self-care and they think of like, oh yeah, like take a bath, do yoga, whatever. Yes. Those are things that people can do for self-care, but self-care is actually a radical political stance of like, yeah, this is what it takes for me to, to survive. Yeah. Yeah. And as we know, then Yvonne is definitely the self-care queen <laughs> as well. If she's the shadow work queen, she's the self-care queen too, because you've been making this time in this space for yourself. And even at like a young age, when you had a lot, uh, you know, to take care of a lot on your plate, like you yeah. were still, you were doing it. You were doing it on your own and you were handling it. You were taking care of business. Like you had it all covered and you, and look at you, you're still doing it. That's awesome. That's very, yeah. you're rad. <laughs> you're radical in both the literal sense and like the cool sense. You got to you do your hands. You are a black woman. <laughs> yes. Do your rad oh, that's hands. Right. I got to do my rad hands. Oh, wait, no. Yeah. Dee has like rad that. tattooed on her knuckles for everyone who doesn't know. I love it. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I just think I just think rad and radical are just like really awesome words. Like I, I love I love how everyone likes to like accuse like AOC and Bernie Sanders of being like radical leftists. I'm like, yeah, they're rad, they're radical. Like <laughs> <laughs> and they're not even that extreme of no. leftists. If anything, we have lots of radical rights <laughs> mm -hmm. in this country. No one ever talks about the radical right. But I love how radicals also, it's a positive word like that's too, like radical change, you know, like radical revolutions. And you've seen a lot of that in like the history of the black community as well. And so that's why I think mm -hmm. it's just so rad that you are also this representation of this radical concept of black women and self-care and it's just like a magical like you are magic <laughs> you are amazing you're awesome <laughs> how do you feel about the like seesaw like balancing scales concept of libras like do you feel that real hard in your life extremely hard extremely it sucks. It kind of, that's one of the disadvantages of being one is because you, you want to see everybody's side of the story. And then it's like, you, like, of course, the good thing is you don't choose sides. But then it's like, it sucks because nobody, I, I feel like nobody respects that Libra thing where you kind of like see everybody's side. Because then they're like, oh, well, you know, they see it as a bad, like, bad thing. And they'll judge you for it. But I mean, I like it in a sense, but then sometimes it's just hard. Yeah. Especially when you're would... especially when you're trying to mother. <laughs> right. Right. Because you know, you know they did a bad thing, but then you want to see the good, like you want to see both sides. Like, okay, like, 
of why they did something. And then you're like, oh, but she fucked up. Like, how do you fix this? Like, in general, like, throughout your life, whenever it, it's Libra season, like, how do you personally feel at that time? Like, um, like, do you feel like you have a lot of energy during your season? Do you feel, like, empowered? And how do other yeah. seasons affect you, like, repeatedly? I feel like in the past, I feel like um, I always looked forward to, you know, the season, to the autumn season. So that was, that's like, you guys know that, that I love autumn. So I would mm-hmm. always look forward to it. But then it's like, once I'm in the season, it's like I would fall off, kind of, kind of hit that plateau. And that's kind of like yeah. what I was saying before with the patterns, <laughs> that I didn't see before, you know, and that I'm aware of now. So now that I'm aware of those patterns, it's like, it's different, I feel like. So every year, I feel like it just progresses to, you know, me enjoying fully the autumn season, and not hitting that plateau, because sometimes I can't get out of that plateau. And I enter winter like that, and it sucks bad. Yeah. (laughs) So, mm um. Then when I enter spring and summer, I feel like spring this year was very good for me um, because that's when we started the podcast. So I felt like I I was full of the energy instead of like being down and kind of bummed out or whatever, like we use that energy to create this. So that was mm-hmm. this year has been a good one. So um, summer, I, I hate summer, but I kind <laughs> of. I kind of want to say I kind of enjoy the summer um, to an extent. Um, But like, I tell myself, like, not so much look at your all of the dislikes, you know, of the season, look at what you can put your energy into. So I'm getting there on summer. That's (laughs) nice. Trying to pull out of it. Yeah, what you can be like. That's kind of like, I think a good idea, like in terms of um, like astrology, everyone always has like positive and negative. I shouldn't say positive, negative, sorry, but like challenging and uh, as well as like auspicious placements within the chart. But every challenging placement also has something positive about it. There's just like a different approach that you have to take with it in order to make that challenge an actual like strength in the chart and then you can apply that to so many other things in life like the summertime if you hate the summer (laughs) like Yvonne yeah (laughs) yep (laughs) but your your Mars placements um it's like it's right on the it's right on the cusp of both Aries which it absolutely loves and then in Pisces which can like really like like tone it down it's like the the opposite kind of um energy that's usually a balancing act yeah <laughs> i think that's where your patience comes in <laughs> yeah like, you guys you it's like, it's and, like and i mars myself that way <laughs> it's like mars and aries like wants to fucking strangle everyone but like the mars yeah and i do just, like, sit there and deals with it and is like mm, and understanding and like mm. uh-huh we don't choke people <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I really in Gemini. And you're also your son is on the cusp of Scorpio and Libra as well. It so is. you have 
you have some of that. That's uh, why I identify more as Scorpio, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. And Scorpio is, um, I like Scorpio. That's like a really, it's a water placement, but I think that it's a Isn't it very adaptable? Yeah. I feel like for me, like, I feel like Scorpio is the water sign. That's like warm water. Um, mm-hmm. as well and like I think that's what makes them like so sultry as people and also very passionate as well um, like individuals who really feel yeah. I really like your Lilith square Chiron placement that's really neat to me I don't know that just what it's just really neat especially like because Lilith is like in your eighth house and your Chiron is in your fifth house and it's really I don't know. That's just interesting to me, and I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't developed the thought fully. I just really feel like I like that, that aspect. Oh, I just noticed your son is also in the eighth house, which is also the house of Scorpio too. Hmm. I okay, also so... have my son in the eighth house. So, That's all right, so I pulled up a little bit of information on the Chiron placement itself. Um, so Saz is on to something about it being interesting. I know a little bit about uh, Lilith in the 8th house, because I have Lilith in the 8th house too. Um, and that is definitely like a kink placement, like a sexual placement as well. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, having like Sun in the 8th house um, as uh, you also, your 8th house, I think, Lindy, also has like some Scorpio or something in it too. No, 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 no. I can't remember. I can't remember. Um, I think that. See, you were you're dancing around when I was getting trying to put her on blast because I'm like Lilith and fifth house and eighth house are all very big like mm-hmm. sexual like yeah dark and the fifth house is like placements for me and then like with Chiron being like you know wounds and stuff I was getting there but I did. right <laughs> also and what's I was interesting trying to be like so talk to me about these no <laughs> <laughs> but I am also talk to me about these kinks <laughs> yeah because the fit because the fifth house too like that's going to be like casual sex and like falling in love and romance of the house of conception um casual sex falls into the house because it's the house of entertainment and also like pleasure it's like a very venusian house um but you'll also notice that your chiron is opposite your neptune which is like a very spiritual planet an imaginative planet and it actually forms a t-square with that libra placements too um the the eighth house one Mm -hmm. So there's, like, something there about, like, I don't know, like, sex and sexuality, maybe, and, like, romance, or even, like, creativity as well, because Neptune is a creative planet, and the fifth house is the house of creativity, or combining these things. So I wanted to pull up, I don't really have the 11th, uh, or Neptune 11th house, like, memorized, I don't know what that placement is, um, but I don't know how you feel about putting like a Chiron placement out there or like a wound kind of a placement. Like if that's like personal for you, if you want to go over I that or if you just like cut that out. Okay. I don't mind it all. Like the thing. Okay, cool. Like I just always want to make sure with stuff like that because I feel like astrology can also be very personal and there might be things right. that you just don't want like the public to know. Yeah. 
So I just right. want to it like It sucks because I'm always sure. really drawn to those too. And that's why I was like looking at it and I was like, <laughs> do I say this or do I not say it? Because like that's the stuff that's really interesting to me personally and that I've done a lot uh-huh. of research and looking into. So it's like that's always what I'm drawn to. And I was like, ooh, that's like a really interesting placement. But I was like, yes, let me please. Yeah. And you know what? This also could even be like it could also be like a sexually healing placement as well. You know, like you do also have Venus in the seventh house house which is a really like nice placement in terms of like marriage and love and relationship too and then so I think like if I were to look at that I would see that there's a connection to like healing and creativity and like healing with like connecting romantically or spiritually with someone you really love like deeply as well like that could be healing um it is a t-square though you know what means that is a missing case Jay is a Virgo Jay is a Virgo Oh, and your Venus yeah. is in Virgo. Oh, yeah, that's so cute. <laughs> I have his chart too, and I have you guys' synastry charts. I was right, so we can look at that at some point if you want as well to see like those balancers and like I don't know, look for some magic. <laughs> so this is what it says here for like Chiron in the fifth house, um, and it's not a lot of information too. It just says, our woundedness is most likely to be played out in the arena of creativity, the inner child, sexuality, romance, self-expression, self-determination, and the ability to shine or not. Um, But you also have to look, you have to consider the the sign placement of Chiron as well. So it says here, the wound, the core belief and feeling that love was lost, was never there to begin with, and or will never be found in the future. The belief, feeling that the world is not supportive, nurturing, caring, mothering, and or loving. Alternatively, that although love exists, it is either forever unrequited or we are not deserving of it. The core belief that we are unlovable and or have been abandoned. When you find that one person who's the person who's able to remind you that, no, you're not alone. Like, I am the human being that loves you truly. Like... We were saying, like, having that connection, like, that spiritual partner, like, a very good, like, marriage, that person that you can surrender yourself to because you know that they're not going to abandon you and that they do love you and they're going to take care of you. Let's do the gifts. I like that one. The discovery, the recognition and acknowledgement that love is and was always there in us and around us, that there is nothing but love, that we are love and that no part of us is unlovable. The ability to receive love as well as give it. The ability to recognize the forms love takes in our lives and in the lives of others. The discovery that support, caring, and nurturing exist everywhere and for everybody, but in forms that we may not have previously recognized. So that's Hmm. the gift that comes with the overcoming of this particular wound. I think it's really cool listed in there. Like, I love that gift part. I love that. And I love it's kind of like, you know, it's like love is the wound. But then like once you do the research and the healing on that, then it's like you are that love. And that's really cute. I like that a lot. Um, I think it's cool that listed on like the page with her chart where it talks about the Chiron and Cancer. It says that like the injury for these people is their family. And I just know, like, from conversations we've had a lot, you know, before where you talk about, like, mm-hmm. ch- your childhood and stuff. And then it says, like, even in adulthood, like, the this unhappy child 
childhood can still be their like open wound and that they often compensate mm-hmm. for that by creating their own big family. And I just think that that's kind of neat. That's yeah. actually, that's what it talks about in the healing path in this book as well. Yeah. It says those whom we seek to love, care for, nurture, support, and wrap in cotton wool, each mirror aspects of ourselves in need of love, caring, nurturing, and support. However, we do not allow ourselves to receive these things. Healing questions include, what did we do or not do in our lives that makes us feel as though we are unworthy and or undeserving of love, caring, nurturing, and support? Why do we deny ourselves this? What is the source of our guilt? So this could be, again, like you were saying, like trying to find people to take care of and like you do have your family and you take care of them, but how often are you like stopping to allow that to come into your life as well? Like, and you were talking about how you make space for yourself to journal and that's something that you've been trying to to do for the last few years, like make that space for yourself to take care of yourself as well. That way you're making time for yourself to love you too. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, it took yeah. me a while to, to do that. I really did. Uh, I want to say, just like Sabs pointed out, it's it's still a, a fresh wound, no matter how hard I try to make it seem like it's not there. Um, but it's one of those things where you try not to pay too much attention to. But of course, you have that that thing where you kind of like your old patterns try to come up, and then and you get reminded of certain things based on, you know, what those people say, how they act, and you're like, fuck, you know, like, and then you get off the phone, and it's like, I just went through this shit, you know, like, why do I have right. to go through this again? But, yeah, it's one of those things, and it's very interesting. Also interesting how you pointed out with the um, uh, sexual um, energy surrounding Chiron and all that stuff. Um, that was one of my coping mechanisms. I haven't really talked about how I coped, you know, with my, um, my issues at home, but it was through my sexuality that, you know, it was very, very promiscuous. That was just how I coped with all of my issues. Um, and I don't really talk about that a lot because it's just one of those things where before I was so embarrassed, so ashamed of how. I acted, you know, acted out in that way, but it's like, you know, shit happens, you know, everybody goes through their own issues differently. And that was just one of the many ways that I um, hoped with not having that love at home. So I kind of like try to find love, you know, in someone else, of course, other people that could give two shits about, you know, my feelings. But, um, you know, after, you know, being I was 16 and finding out I was pregnant with the twins, you know, that was just like a whole different kind of ballgame where it's like, oh my God, I have two people that would, you know, grow up and love me. Although at 15, I highly doubt they love me when I tell them, you know, you can't do that or you can't have this, but (laughs) I'm sure they love you. Yeah. 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 But, but, you know, it's just one of those things um, where now, you know, after, you know, as as you pointed out with my relationship, you know, having that one person where you connect with and that just so happened to be, you know, my Virgo husband. So, you know, it's kind of weird how that works out. But, you know, it's very interesting that he, that that showed up 
in my birth chart, which is right. great, you know? I'm really looking forward to actually, we'll do it later. We won't do it on this episode. That way, like, you kind of know what to expect before putting relationship stuff out there. But I would love to take a look at your guys' synastry and check stuff like that out. That's a lot of fun as well. Right. That would be interesting. D, can you uh-huh. name drop the book that you're reading from and, like, the author? Yeah, for sure. Um, It's called... Chiron, Healing Body and Soul by Martin Lass. Um, this I is actually a really good... You have to have it. It's yeah, cool. you have this one? Nice, yeah. No, this mm-hmm. is a good one. There's only one thing that's not uh, good about it. It's a great, like, bounce board for, like, learning, like, placements and aspects and stuff like that. But in the 80s, um, a lot of publishers, they wanted to save money in printing. They took the energy that's supposed to be that house placement and they were like all right well who's the ruler of that house chiron in that sign Mm -hmm. will just assign that energy to the house that way we're not publishing like separate information and we just tell them to look at that placement and that's incorrect because even though a planet is the ruler of a house the house itself is it's several areas of life that the planet itself is different. The planet is symbolic. It's it's a core of energy itself that is, you know, transformed depending on which, like, house or sign that it's in. So you can't assign it to, like, a planet type of energy or a sign kind of energy because it's specific area, specific areas of life. So there's going to be lots of different mixes of energies that, like, come in and out of there. Um, but a lot of people don't know this uh, about publishers. So just so many books were, like, published in the 80s and, of course, information continues to get published throughout like the decades and then put onto the internet and then everyone is like oh okay well you know jupiter in the fifth house that's the same as like you know jupiter in taurus or jupiter in libra because venus rules those it's actually not it's you have to look specifically at jupiter in this house like this is how it affects these areas of life so that's the only thing um about this book is it's got like the the publisher kind of uh writing of it but otherwise like everything else in it like the actual like natal placements and the aspects it's very thorough it includes like north node information and like uh just like a lot of in-depth stuff it's it's a really good book it's a good starter yeah thanks i just thought that that would be really good you know for our viewers and stuff to know about it because it sounds yeah for sure for sure i always like to promote learning resources i'm into resources I love books. I hate reading them, but I love books. <laughs> I don't have time for books. I just like, I love collecting books. I just don't like reading yeah. <laughs> I just love it. And then sometimes I'll read a little bit. But you know what else I see here too that's really nice about your chart, Yvonne? You also have, uh, so you have your Pluto and Scorpio, Pluto in the ninth house. That's actually a really great placement for like in-depth research. Um, just because, like, Pluto is, like, the planet of, like, obsession as well as, like, deep things as well. It's the planet of, like, investigation. Um, so having yeah. it in the ninth house, which is, like, an educational house, that's just, like, really good for learning. And it's trying your moon, which is Pisces, um, conjunct your north node. And the, having, like a, like, a harmonious, like, lunar placement with Pluto is, like, a very, like, transformative kind of energy as well so there's like a lot of positive energy there in terms of like maybe turning to books and education and writing and like expanding the mind because again uh the ninth house is expansion it's learning as well 
and Pluto is a planet a representative of the mind and the consciousness and having yeah. such like good like emotional stability there like that's healthy for you emotionally um with like your moon and since it's conjunct your north like that's good for you to stay on like your life path as well like it's important to remember that to like uh emotionally and mentally nourish yourself and like you can do both of those things you know at the same time like they're connected you know and i think that's that's nice it's a good guiding light <laughs> Yeah, I have so many books. That's what I do. I just like, I, and I even nice. like self-doubted myself a few a few days ago because I was reading actually on Chiron, and in the middle of it, I was kind of like, I was kind of like um, doubting myself. Like, what am I reading? Like, should I be reading this? Like, who am I? Like, why am I reading on astrology? You know, type thing. And it's just, again, like, just those little voices or, like, old pattern thinking coming up and trying to make you, like, self-doubt yourself, like, on what you're doing, if it's the right thing, if it's the right way. Um, and, like, I reminded myself, like, hey, I'm, as you said, I'm feeding my my brain. I'm feeding myself. Like, this is how I grow, you know? So. Yeah. Uh-huh. Exactly. That's really good. That's awesome, too, that, like even before reading this, people who are usually already on, like, people who are, like, spiritually connected or people who are, like, mature and they have their shit together or, like, have, like, correct correct perceptions of, like, reality and, like, being grounded um, tends to kind of, like, find themselves already on their path in life. And people who actually make the efforts to recognize those challenges in their life and, like, redirect themselves... Um, whenever I go over chart stuff with them, they're always like, oh, I'm already doing stuff like that. It's like, yeah, you're on the right path, you know, because you were able to change that perception yourself and like get on it. And when you start, right. you notice as you mature, as you start making the right decisions, like the right dominoes start falling in the right place. And then once you start walking deeper into that path, you make those, um, you make more, I guess you could say, what's the word? Like synchronicities happen where you're able to communicate more with the universe. Yeah. And the universe is like, and then it tells you, yes, this is exactly what you're doing. You've been doing it right. Good job. Here's right. your confirmation that you're doing this. And yeah. then you can look at your chart or look at tarot or something else. And it lets you know, now we're communicating. Now you can, I can help you out with making decisions and let's keep going and keep the ball rolling. So you are right. on the right path. I think when you read my chart or that little bit that you did, I think I said the same shit. I was like, oh, how about that? Yeah, yeah. You were on the same, you were on the right path too. There were just like two yeah. other things that you were like, all right, just focus over here and right. then everything else you'll see, it's going to help this path that you're already on, that you already recognized. I, everything, yep. I always tell people cool. when I start going over the chart with them, like everything I'm about to tell you, you already know. <laughs> it's just yeah. going to, yeah. it's just going to give you like, a nice organized manner, uh, like an objective way of looking outside of it and understanding it as a whole, like a big picture. Yeah. And I feel like when a third party kind of comes in and looks or even, you know, friend or whatever, yeah. um, it, it's like, Oh, so this shit is yeah. real. Uh huh. And because yeah. it, I'm feeling it, but I can't put it into words, but you come and you come in and put it into words, everything that's in my chart. I'm like, 
Well, how about that? <laughs> yeah. I was just going to say, you know, um, because I think I told you guys that I was um, already uh, researching on Chiron, Saturn, and Uranus, like mm-hmm. finding that, like, um, the rainbow bridge, as they call it. And I was reading <laughs> up on it, and I thought it was so cool. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was so cool, you know, and um, now just hearing you, like, say it from a different perspective with much, much more words. It's like, uh-huh. oh, okay, like, I'm on the right path on, you know, my own research. and. Yeah, so that's that's cool. Yay! Uh huh. Woohoo! Woohoo! Where's our soundboard now? <laughs> I don't want to touch it, right? Anymore. Like we need the sound. <laughs> we don't get sound. <laughs> right? Here, let's let's find. Well, while Lindy's looking at some sounds, Yvonne, would you like to do the honors and pull a card from one of your? Uh, wonderful decks from your big wonderful library <laughs> do the card of the day sure. and also while we're closing out i just like to say that jupiter in the fourth house is such a nice placement that's a lot of good luck in terms of like family and expansion as well so like you have like a big happy family and i think that that's something that you've always wanted and like i feel like you've had like a lot of luck in achieving that and you're doing a really good yeah. job yeah <laughs> i'm trying you. i'm trying guys i'm trying yay keep going <laughs> which deck is that which one did you pull out i am using the muse tarot i'm using the indie version oh, i love the edges oh. the coral edges yeah that's pretty yeah it's out of print yeah and also for those who are listening sab's had a run she had a friend that was coming over to pick her up she says, take care. I love y'all. Till next time. She didn't say that, but I thought I would do it for her. So I pulled the death card in reverse. Ooh. Uh-huh. Oh, that is so pretty. Yeah, I feel like with the death card, it's all about transforming and rebirthing. And when I think of it, and it's also what's so funny is butterflies. And I've been seeing butterflies around my house, like, all the time. Uh, or like moth or whatever that looks like but I when I think of transforming I think of a butterfly you know a butterfly how it does its transforming process and I I just saw one yesterday or yeah I think it was yesterday I saw like three yesterday just flying around me I I think I think that's like my signature um animal when it comes to you know transformation and you know trying new things and just evolving and this whole process that we call life um so Mm -hmm. i think that's pretty cool that i pulled this death card i like it so much that is that's a really pretty card too it's like um like a moth above a little difficult to explain coming out of like somebody's brain yeah yeah but then there's like a cloudy face behind it it's like two levels like itself it's really pretty it's like evolving into like your higher self that's how I oh, see. Yeah. See the the bottom head is like a cocoon that it's coming out of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I see it now. That is really nice. Yeah. I like that. That's awesome. What a great tie up too with the dead that, car, like that all, and that's what we were talking about with like the Pluto and the moon and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the transformation. And I feel like it being reverse is like I'm on the right track, you know, just like stop doubting myself because that's what I like to do a lot. <laughs> 
I identify a lot with the deck card. It's like my signature card. Like when I buy a new deck, nice. what I look for in a in a deck is the death card and the strength okay. card. Those are my two go-to oh, cards to look at. So nice. it's so funny that it popped, you know, popped out and, you know, made its appearance here. On your here. episode. Right? <laughs> yeah, on my episode. And of course you would pick me. I thought we were going to go with Lindy's Ten of Cups. <laughs> oh, that's right. right. <laughs> we opened yeah. up with a ton of cups. We, we were going to have a good time. Yeah. We knew we were going to have a good time. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's so awesome. Oh, what a, this was a good time. I'm so happy we did this. I love you, me Yvonne. Too. We really miss you. We did too. Well, I did too. I don't. The collective. Well, the royal we. <laughs> yeah, the royal. The collective we. <laughs> we did too. <laughs> we. Yvonne is like, ah, yes, we did. We did miss me. <laughs> yeah, we did miss me. I feel special. <laughs> they all miss me. Hey, you know what? She is the goddess Eve. She True. is the shadow queen. Uh, right? Shadow work queen. Yeah. yeah. She is our lord and savior. Our lord and savior. <laughs> oh, Yvonne. you know what's also funny? I think the death card is um, connected to uh, Scorpio. So that's pretty cool. Oh, yeah. 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 And so... we were talking about Pluto and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I also identify Scorpio, so it's it's fitting. Yep. <laughs> it is. It's all fitting. Oh, yeah. I love it. So thank you so much, Universe, for all of this yes. wonderful like synchronization that yes. happened. That's awesome. Yeah. See? See, magic is real. <laughs> yep. It is. Don't stop believing. It is. Are you, uh -huh. My motto is magic is everywhere. It's just up to you to find it. Uh, I like that. Yep. There you go. Beautiful, beautiful. Well, shall we All say right. our, well, our goodbyes? Yeah, thanks guys for listening. And if you haven't already, follow us on Instagram and check out our Facebook group. Just like our podcast name, Witchcraft, after hitting the blunt. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you so much. Thank Mwah. you. See ya. Bye. Bye. You were scooping. I had to poop. Like, just like, we're keeping that in. I was like, <laughs> we're keeping that yeah. in. Just so you know, guys, we poop. We too. all poop. Yeah. <laughs> okay.